GHK here at Fairtex Training Center in Pattaya with DJ Jackson. Everybody knows who he is. You see the face, you know who he is. He's now the head MMA coach, grappling coach. He does it all. Um, man, how has life been in Pattaya? Oh, it's amazing here. Like, this is paradise. Like, if you've been on vacation here, like, this is one of the biggest paradises in the world. It's, like, I love living here. But then also, the training, with the training facility, it's a place where you can get, like, some of the highest level training in the world. So to combine that with paradise is, it's always kind of what I wanted out of my martial arts career. Just be able to come to the gym every day, train, uh, help people, help people improve their skills, help people improve their goals, but then also improve my skills as well. Because it's, like, one of the best Muay Thai programs in the world. When you decided to fly all the way across the world, you know, what was everybody's reaction in the States? Like your family, your friends, were they thinking like, man, what are you doing? Like, you're going to leave us? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even give like, really an option. It was, it happened so fast. Like, um, so around, was it um, July? I came out, the end of July, I came out to help my friend for a fight camp. And that's when uh, Unglock called me before that, online saying the light heavyweight champion of 1FC. He called me and asked me if I would ever think about leaving. And I was like, nah, not really, because I'm still pushing for my own goals. I have ADCC coming up. I definitely wouldn't do anything before that, because that was my division to win. I was, like, I was planning on winning that division, put a lot of work in for it. And so we were doing work in at home for that. And I was like, I don't think I would ever leave. But then when I came out here for, to help my friend for his fight, it was just, it was amazing, like working with Stamp, Denise, uh, Nat, then um, Mark James, like the guys, like I was like, man, these these guys are already like some of the best, the most highly talented athletes in the world, and like I could already see them like being champions in NFC without my help at all. But then so the opportunity to help them, and then just to kind of to be a part of that, and just give everything that I have, my jujitsu knowledge, my wrestling knowledge, uh, the knowledge that my coach gave me at MMA, and just help them achieve their goals, I couldn't really pass that up. Definitely, man. Yeah, man. You do have a a stacked lineup, a stacked group here, especially with the girls. You know, the girls, you know, they already have, you know, a few of them already have incredible, you know, striking backgrounds. And all you need to do is mix it up with the ground and, uh, and just, and then put, I guess, kind of mold their MMA for them since, is it, is it easier? You know, is it easier? People say it's easier, but is it really easier if you have a striking background to mold the grappling into it? Well, because it's gonna, it's easier because it gets so simplified because one part of MMA is taken away. I don't have to worry about them on the feet really striking at all as far as defending takedowns. So we go over like just defending a lot of takedowns and when you get down, different things to do, submissions and then getting back up to our feet. And so for each different fighter, we're like, what, what are we going to do? Are we getting up? Are we, are we working for my back on this fight? So like kind of like like some people like Anthony Pettis is like, like an example where when he gets taken down, he doesn't try to get up right away because he believes in his jujitsu. And some of the girls here have amazing jujitsu. Like Jenny's jujitsu is, uh, she as uh, a girl, she's famous for hitting the go-go pot on 1FC and like her jujitsu is amazing. So when we're just working with her, so when she's on her back now, she, like girl's gonna be in too much danger. It's gonna be too dangerous to take her down. So then she wouldn't really be able to let loose on the feet. Like a girl like, Stamp, you know, she's she has a submission win. You know, I think two fights ago she got the armbar, I believe. Um, what what is her level right now? If you could put a belt on it, like high level blue belt, but like probably a, a in MMA. Like in the gi, she's a blue belt. But then MMA, she's such a high level because like her wrestling, so she's such she's so physically strong, like so physically strong. And then you can just tell from the Muay Thai, just mean she doesn't. If she doesn't want to be taken down, you're just not gonna. It's just the attitude of just it's not gonna happen. Like if she doesn't want it to happen, it's not gonna happen. And that goes a long way with fighting. 
And it's not always just about like having the proper techniques, the right techniques. It's also the attitude where it's like, no, we're not going to the ground. And it's like she has that and she, she carries that with her everywhere. How long do you think it's going to take her or you working with her to get to the to the level where she is kind of like an Anthony Pettis type of confidence on her back? Oh, within a year. Because only because I, mean, I, I guess it comes from being such a high level of a striker. When I teach her something, she does it immediately, perfectly. It's not there's the learning curve for her is very small. If she makes a mistake, I help her fix the mistake, and then she's not making that mistake anymore. So she's filling her holes in faster than really anyone that I've ever I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it's pretty amazing, and it's also like just awesome as a coach because I can like to have the ability to just show someone something and have them do it, but then not just do it, but be able to do it like live in a live match, in a live fight is, is it's awesome. You also have uh, Denise who actually has, uh, you know, an extensive background in MMA already and she's coming in, you know, how, how much has uh, she impacted the other girls, you know, being a person that ha- already has five or six fights? Uh, she helps Stamp like a ton. Like her and Stamp are going to be just two training partners that can they really fight together and grow together and then build their careers up together. Because Denise is one like super physically strong and just when she wants to do something, it's going to happen. She's she's forward. She goes. She makes it happen. And she's mean when she wants to be, but then she's also very technical and she can. Her striking is very good as well, and so she's very good at mixing it up. And so. Her and Stamp together, like it's with the mix of styles, it's so they can also help each other with what they what the other person lacks. With two physically strong, physically gifted women, and they're sparring together every week, it must be some crazy sessions you watch. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing to watch them spar, and then but it's also it's like because you see you kind of see just like the natural like progression of sparring, where it's like the they're warming up, and then now. But when it, when they're sparring and when there's time to fight, it's 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 awesome to see because Stamp striking so good, but then Denise's strength and her ability to close distance and her ability to just like know where she has to be inside the cage and know where she needs to push you on the fence, know where she needs to the to, to create distance is, is pretty amazing. And so like sometimes she gets she gets a hold when she gets a hold of girls, I've seen her take down guys like when I have the guys coming to spar because I need to find Southpaws for her to spar because she's sparring fighting Southpaw. Like when she closes the distance, it's like she she's picking the guys up and I'm like like, guy, are you jumping or something? Like how does she like how does this girl get you up that high? And then it's like, no, she's I know how strong she is. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to see like their progression and see them see how good they get working with you. You know what I mean? Because I think they haven't had someone like you come in to to help them out and you know uh, elevate their skill set. Now moving on with your career, like um, what what's the what's the plan for you? You know, in the grappling world. So the plan for me is I kind of want to go back and fighting. So I started uh, grappling to fight, and I had two fights planned, long fight camps. Both fighters pulled out. They were for CFFC, but then I ended up uh, getting in touch with Seth Daniels for fight to win, and he was going to pay me just as much money as I was going to get paid to fight to do a jiu-jitsu match. And when that happened, I was like, yeah, put me on any fight to win card you have around the world. So then I started doing fight to wins, Spider. I did Boa Super 8, and then I just started really doing a, a ton of grappling matches. But 
now for the time being, since I'm focusing on the fighters, I don't want to have a fight camp myself. So I will continue to do my grappling tournaments. I want to, any tournament that I find in the area, the spider tournament, I want to do with them. And then also maybe get into some of the wrestling matches that they have there. Yeah, you know, whenever you go up against, like, even MMA guys, you do really well. So it would it'd be interesting to see, you know, you in the cage and, you know, mixing up the striking and everything together. What What are your thoughts on uh, the combat jiu-jitsu? Um, I like it. It's kind of, it's funny, though. It's not, um, like, I don't, it's, it's not fighting, but it's something for the fans. It's something for the fans. It's exciting. Watching Wagner play the drums on that guy's face, it's iconic. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out because it's the funniest thing you'll ever see. Because but Wagner's an MMA fighter, and you see when you have an MMA fighter, like Jiu-Jitsu Jiu black belts should be able to defend themselves in all positions. Jiu-Jitsu is a self-defense-based martial art. You shouldn't be ever helpless in a, in a position, but, but Wagner's MMA allows him to make people really, really look helpless. So it's good. It was great to see. Do you have any uh, anything lined up, scheduled? Oh, not right now. Not right now, but I'm going to look to get back into it early next year. So um, now with the jujitsu world, man, I just saw something online, and I, I just wanted to pick your brain about it, about uh, Santos, you know, as Spider. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of controversy of how, like, he got kneed in the face or something happened, and then he just gave up, and people were talking about that. What did you, what did you, when you saw that, what was your, you know, perspective of what happened? Um, it was, I mean, he didn't run in the crowd, so it was... It was bad, like it was, but um, when you're in the fight, emotions run hot. It's, it's not all black and white, and, and fighters know it's not all black and white. So most fighters, like some fighters are really damning him for his actions because even though it's black and white, you know you never do things like that. And then, but Herbert's just a highly emotional guy, like he's always been, and so he's, he's, never, he, he's never claimed to not be as well. So like when he fights and sometimes his emotions go high and he's fighting something he already freaking hates and then, then that person hates him and they're going they're, they're, they're head to head and now he's thinking that person's cheating and in his head he's like hey man you cheat again I'm gonna just like, like maybe maybe in his head he's gonna just fight him if he, if he like alright need me again and I'm gonna knock you out and then so he probably brought himself all the way back and was just like no 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 and then instead of doing that he did something different but it was you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't but but because he's so emotional, I don't really, really take anything. Like, I know how much effort he puts into his training, how much love he has for the sport. And he has, he's done, like, everyone has done things, you know, but it's like, um, he, he, he's a good, he's a, he seems like a decent enough guy. Um, now, you said you don't have nothing scheduled, but I'm pretty sure you got some guys on the list that you want to at least rematch or, or any new opponents that you would like to face into 2020? Oh uh, yeah, um, I want to fight Dante Leon just because he's been doing amazing. Uh, a super fight with Lashley Giles, I think it'd be amazing as well because he's been killing it. And I'd be down to fight Craig Jones again, Gilbert Burns again. Um, just guys like that, just people who are uh, Gary Tonin because he's doing MMA as well. Maybe I could get matched up with him in an MMA fight would be would be great. But it's just things like fights like that is what I want to do. Well, wow, those are two names right there: Gary Tonin in MMA and a rematch or a fight with Craig Jones. And since you are living on this side of the world, yeah, you could just happen. Yeah, exactly. You just hop on a plane a couple yeah. hours later. Yeah, you're uh, you're there. Yeah. And he does his camps here, too. Maybe I'll just call him and we'll do one of the camps. We'll live stream it ourselves and then and then put it up.
Definitely, man. Uh, DJ, man, I appreciate the time, man. I know you got a class. You got to teach in a couple minutes, but uh, always, always great talking to you. Yeah, thank you as well.